0: Thank yeah. you.
1: Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold inside PNC Arena for the first playoff game in Raleigh in two years. I was here in May of 2019 when the Boston Bruins swept Carolina out of the Eastern Conference Finals. I remember being in the locker room looking at Justin Williams, not being ready to take his uniform off, surrounded by his kids, knowing that the season was over, all of that, not knowing what was in store for the future. Justin eventually did come back uh, late in the season a year ago, but all the playoff games were played in Toronto, and there weren't a ton of them. Carolina only had three against the Rangers and five against the Boston Bruins. It played eight postseason games a year ago, and hopefully, there's a whole lot more than eight in store for the for the Canes as they got off. On the right foot. A 5-2 win over the Nashville Predators. We will talk about all of it. You'll hear from Alec Campbell, who will join us in just a little bit. Uh, Thank you very much for spending some time with us. Whatever you're doing, uh, let us know. We like to get pictures of how you are taking in the Canes Corner Podcast. Uh, Shouts to Beth who is down here from New Jersey. She came into town uh, for the games. Don't know if she was in the arena tonight, but she has already sent a picture of uh, walking two dogs. Uh, I think one of them was a corgi. We're, uh, we're partial, partial to corgis. Corgi, uh, corgi, like in our family, we have corgis. I'm not like genetically related, but uh, we have had uh, two corgis in our family's history. Uh, and actually, my mother-in-law has... Uh, has a corgi as well. Anyway, love corgis. Love all dogs. do not matter. It's a dog. We love dogs. And we love the the fact that you like to uh, walk the dog when you listen to the Canes Corner Podcast. All right. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No better place uh, to help beautify, um, make your home safer, uh, just More energy efficient as I stumble through the commercial. Aluminumcompany.com. A couple of quick overall thoughts before we kind of get into the game, period by period. Then we'll take a break and we'll come back with Alec Campbell. Um, I thought Carolina played a very good game tonight. It wasn't always great. And I thought the first period was good. It wasn't great, Thought the first period was good. It was, I thought, a very even first period. The score certainly indicates that. Carolina might have had the better of the play just by a hair. Part of that is they had more power play time. Um, and Carolina's power play, we'll get to that a little bit later on. But I thought a good first, I thought a very good second period, uh, which the only mistake that Carolina made was, uh, ended up a goal, kind of a you know a, an ugly goal. Uh, Eric Halla taking a shot from the deep slot. It goes off uh, of Yanni Hawk and floated over Alex Nedeljkovic into the net. Uh, that made it 2-2. Uh, but Carolina got back on their game not too long after that, and I thought Carolina was the better team in the second period, and then I thought in the third period. Uh, other than shot attempts, which looked to be pretty even, I thought Carolina was excellent. In the third period, I thought Carolina's game got better and better and better as the game wore on, uh, and I thought we talked about this before the game, and I know we're 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 conditioned because the Hurricanes are just so rarely it seems the the a favorite in a playoff or uh, hey they're the hunted. I was never I have never been worried. That the Hurricanes would not be able to match a physical challenge. And they outhit the Nashville Predators tonight. Now, that's a weird stat, eye of the beholder type thing. Uh, but 56 hits tonight by the Carolina Hurricanes. 56 hits. Nashville was in the 40s. Uh, Carolina brought the physicality to the Nashville Predators, and that's what they had to do. They stood up to a team that was going to play a little bit chippy, a little bit dirty. We probably didn't see as much stuff after whistles as uh, if you watched the Tampa-Florida game the other night or last night. Actually, I guess by now it's Sunday night. Uh, That was a really rugged, feisty, angry game. I don't think we saw as much of that, but we did see a lot of clean, good, hard-nosed play, and I actually think that that's what you need to do in the playoffs. Carolina is ready for that. Brock McGinn, Jordan Martinook, Brady Shea. I mean, there were hits up and down the lineup. There was only like three guys in the entire lineup that didn't at least register a hit. Um, Sebastian Ajo didn't, Martine Natchez didn't, and Jake Bean didn't. The only three guys who played tonight, Alex and also did not register a hit. Uh, but Carolina met the physicality, they met that challenge, uh, and we knew that once Carolina wasn't going to get pushed around, at some point, their level of skill was going to take over. Who knew that the level of skill was going to come from Jordan Stahl? Yep, captain had his name, his fingerprints all over this sucker tonight. Uh, The first goal that Jordan Stahl scored uh, early in the second period to make it 2-1, he splits the uh, defense, two defenders, one of them Roman Yossi, uh, and then from a tough angle goes over top of Yossi Saros uh, over on a short side uh, shot, over top of him into the back of the net. That made it 2-1, a goal that had the Hurricanes goaltender allowed it, People would have lost their minds. It was a great play by Jordan Stahl, but it's a bad goal for UC Soros to allow. Uh, he had plenty of time. All you got to do is get square to the post, and there should be no room for Jordan Stahl to score. But that's not what happened. And Jordan Stahl uh, found the opening over t- just, like, just, like, just inside the bar, over the shoulder, and it's 2-1. Now, Nashville would tie the game up, and we'll talk about how that happened in a little bit. But then Carolina came out in the third period and just imposed their will on Nashville. This really was a very good third period, especially the start of it. Uh, Nino Niederreiter uh, puts in... Uh, Martin Nature's essentially had two assists on the same sequence. He had a great pass to Vincent Trocek, uh, who I thought hit UC Soros with the puck. Trocek has not, not scored in a long time. 14 games to end the regular season. I thought he was good tonight, though. Uh, and then he score. Uh, then he uh, had a great opportunity to make it three uh, two. But puck goes behind the net. Martin Natchez, with another opportunity for an assist finds Nino Niederreiter in the slot in front. He punches it home. Uh, it's three two. Not too long after that, uh, Jordan Stahl makes it four two. A slot. Warren Fogle tries a stuff chance. Uh, puck comes out into the slot. Uh, Stahl is facing away from the goal but he just whips it around uh, and really without even looking at the net just kind of uh, was like a slingshot type of an attempt uh, and UC Saros never saw the shot it went right uh, right underneath uh, in between his pads along the ice that made it 4 two and that was basically it uh, Nashville I don't think really threatened the rest of the game. Uh, and then Carolina put it into the empty net to make it 5-2 for the final. Uh, But this was, make no mistake, this was not a 5-2 game, but a good third period from Carolina, and they needed it because uh, after two periods, especially the second period when Carolina was, I thought, significantly better than Nashville, Carolina was dominating Uh, shot attempts and possession and all of that. And then the one mistake, and we'll get to that uh, as we kind of uh, move through this, the one mistake ends up in the back of your net. And you go like, man, man, we did all that work. We should be up by maybe a a goal or two, uh, and we're even. And you make it a one-shot hockey game. But that one-shot hockey game became Carolina's Nino Niederreiter scoring uh, about two and a half minutes in to the third, Jordan Stahl, Uh, About four and a half minutes later, five and a half minutes later, and then Andrei Svechnikov ices it with the empty net goal. All right, a couple of moments. um, I know when we talk to Alec, we'll probably talk about moments of the game. Nashville scores first. I thought Carolina was in pretty good shape. Carolina playing pretty well. Uh, And then Nashville scores the first goal of the game. Uh, It was a puck behind the net. Uh, It was kind of a loose puck that just gets shoveled down behind the net. And... Dougie Hamilton, I don't know, just played it a little passively for me, uh, and he allowed Nashville some room behind the net. Now, the goal's not his fault, but I think Hamilton could have put a little bit more pressure uh, behind the net. Didn't Didn't happen that way, but it's really not his fault that Philip Forsberg skated unencumbered all the way through the slot yeah, had Jesper Fost or Andrei Svechnikov out there. I think, think Jordan Stahl realized that Forsberg was coming through too late. Forsberg uh, picks up the puck, skates in on Ned, makes one move, and then slips it five-hole. Uh, to me, Alex struggled a little bit tonight. I know he had uh, gets the win, 22 saves in the night, but uh, I thought he was a little jumpy. I thought he fought the puck, and I think on that goal particularly, he bit on the first move. When Ned is playing his best, he's a lot more patient than we saw tonight. Uh, And again, too many juicy rebounds for me. Um, Now, he may get the start on Wednesday. My sense is that we'll probably see Peter Morazic on Wednesday. But who knows? Uh, Rod is obviously, he likes Ned. He likes both goalies. Uh, There there really aren't any bad choices for Rod Brindamore. And even though he's not going to play, I'd say the same thing about James Reimer. Reimer has played exceptionally well against Nashville this year, uh, but I don't think we're going to see James Reimer barring an injury. So with that said, um, it's 1-0 Nashville. Carolina's played pretty well. I'm not really upset by the way they've played. And I turned to Alec and I said, let's see how they respond to that because really Carolina was playing pretty well. And then they responded very well, and they responded because the fourth line made it so. Uh, The fourth line was as noticeable a line as Carolina implied all night long. Steven Lorenz is a catalyst on that line. Um, We have been talking about this now for the better part of a month. Steven Lorenz belongs in the National Hockey League. I don't know if he's ever going to be anything more than a bottom six forward. I really don't. I mean, he may simply be a fourth line guy. But Steven Lorenz is a pest to play against. He is everywhere. He is big. Uh, he's got a reach. I mean, I don't know what his, uh, his catch radius is, if he was a wide receiver, trying to go to the NFL. Uh, but he is a pain in the neck to play against. And I thought Steven Lorenz created Carolina's goal-scoring opportunity. And then it was a Brett Pesci shot from the point. That uh, Tavo Teravainen deflected past Saros, 1-1. Less than a minute later, Carolina ties it. The Forsberg goal came at 12:14, and the actually it was a little bit more uh, than a minute later. Uh, and then the Teravainen goal came at 13:41 of the period. So, uh, look, Carolina needed a response. They got it because the fourth line made it so. Tevo Teravainen came on the ice uh, and the hand-eye coordination to make it 1-1. So you get out of the period even, which is really good, obviously, considering you were probably. Look, we'll, we can just call it an even period. Like, Carolina wasn't necessarily better than Nashville. I thought it was a fun period. Nashville certainly came out uh, hitting everything that moved, which is exactly what we knew they would do. Second period. I thought Carolina was really good. They get the Jordan Stahl goal to make it two-one, and then uh, with about I'd say uh, eleven minutes left in the period is when Nashville. I mean, you're not going to dominate a good a playoff team for all you know twenty minutes of a period. So Nashville had a little uh, thing going, and Jake Bean turned the puck over twice in a row in the same sequence. Uh, he tried to dump the puck out to center. It might have crossed the blue line, but he basically just gave it away. He didn't have to do that. Uh, And then when the puck came back in, uh, Bean, who had control of the puck and not under pressure, tried to throw it up the wall, but he tried to throw it up the wall through traffic, and it never got through. And ultimately, Matt Duchesne got it in front uh, to Eric Hollow, who uh, took a shot that, look, I don't know how dangerous the shot was, but it hit Yanni Hockenpah and ended up fluttering over Alex Nedeljkovic. And it's 2-2, and you're like, man— That was a really good period for this to only be 2-2, but that's the case. Uh, So it was 2-2. And then we start the third period, and you could tell that Carolina had kind of, I don't know, maybe worn the second period and the fact that it was still 2-2. They kind of wore that in the locker room, uh, and Martin Natchez found Vincent Trocek uh, for a great scoring chance that didn't go, but one of the hallmarks of this team, they don't give up. Stations
0: across for Trojan, Soros gets a pad to it, and get Francis leading for, for the rebound!
1: That was a wonderful pass. The first pass by Natchez, just a dynamite pass to Trochek, who I'm sure will score a goal at some point. Again, I thought Vincent played pretty well tonight, so I'm not really worried about Vincent Trochek. He might be uh, gripping it a little bit in terms of goal-scoring opportunities, but I thought he played a good game. Uh, And then Natchez, who I think uh, was not good in the first period but was good from thereafter. Uh, and maybe it was after who who was it? Was it Forsberg that high sticked him in the face? I think it was Philip Forsberg. Um, I think from that point on, I thought Naitch kind of got into the game and got into the physicality. They they credited him with no hits, but I thought he threw his body around a little bit. Uh, so I was I was that was good to see. But uh just got the puck behind the net, throughout out to Niederreiter in front, and it's three uh, two. Five and a half minutes later. Man, you know, we're tired of talking about what's different about the captain. Well, when you're healthy and you're 6'4", and you've got a reach like this, you can take wraparound, uh, like, slingshot shot attempts like this, and the goalie doesn't even have to see it. Now Fogo with a stop chance, but still loose. Stahl has it, he scores!
0: Jordan Stahl, his second of the game!
1: Yeah, that's uh, the captain getting things off to a, uh, um, just an incredible start for Carolina, his second goal of the game. The first goal came when he split uh, the Nashville defense in the first period and just uh, roofed one over Soros to make it 2-1. Uh, and actually, that was in the second period. The uh, This goal, the, the goal you just heard, was in the third period. Uh, and then uh, 4-2, I mean, you're in good shape. Uh, really, Nashville didn't do much, uh, even with the extra attacker. But it's worth hearing Andrey Svechnikov score. He sneaks
0: across, throws it through the blue paint. Teravainen and Yossi tangle for it. Teravainen tries to use his glove to knock the puck free. It comes out. Floresburg has it.
1: That was that. Uh, Carolina picks up the win. All right, so uh, let me give you some worries that I have because you knew there would be some worries. And then we'll take a break and we'll talk to Alec on the other side. Uh, Let's start with worry number one, Uh, Jacob Slavin. I didn't sense that Jacob Slavin was skating like Jacob Slavin normally does tonight. There was not a great burst from Slavin. Now, I do not know what the issue is within his lower body. I don't know if it's structural. I don't know if it's muscular. I would like to think that it's just muscular. And if that's the case, it's something that probably can get better quickly. Uh, Remember, he played last Saturday night not this past Saturday night, because there was no game, but last Saturday night, played the first period in Nashville, did not come back. And the understanding was, I eh, probably could have played blah, 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 but maybe not, because not only didn't he play Monday, like most people didn't, but he also didn't practice until Sunday. Uh, and then today at the morning skate, he was skating with Joakim Ryan uh, in what would have been a fourth pair situation. So it didn't look like he was going to draw in. He took the warm-up tonight. He was skating okay. But then again, it's just the warm-up. It's hard to tell. But I didn't think that Jacob uh, Slavin was skating with the same uh, zip he normally does. Could have been imagining it in my head. uh, But that's one worry. The other worry, on defense, Jake Bean. I have said this before about Jake Bean, and it's becoming very apparent that If Jake Gardner could skate better, or if there was another option, Jake Bean would not be in the lineup. I think he is the sixth defenseman by default. I think Carolina would uh, find another quarterback of the power play if they had another option uh, on the power play. Hell, you could use Jacob Slavin there. You could even use Brett Pesci there. Uh, But Jake Bean really has not played well. He's shown flashes. He can skate, so maybe he'll have an opportunity to kind of work his way out of it. But the Jake Bean that we saw for about, oh, two and a half, three weeks back in February and March, we're not seeing that anymore. Uh, And that is disappointing because we thought that Bean was, oh, man, he's never coming out of the lineup. And now I think he's in the lineup primarily because they don't have a better option for them as a sixth defenseman. Um, And Jake played uh, just under 14 minutes tonight. um, And he was on the ice, and he was really responsible for the scoring opportunity that Nashville used to make it 2-2. Two turnovers back-to-back in the same sequence ultimately ends up on the stick of Eric Holla, who shot it off Yanni Hockenpah and in. Uh, In the middle of the worries, let me just point out something I thought was really good. Uh, I thought Hockenpah played one of his better games defensively uh, that he has played since coming to the Hurricanes. I really do. I thought Yanni Hockenpah was very good tonight. Uh, His exposure is going to be limited. Carolina, even at home, uh, Rod Brindamore does not want to have Yanni Hockenpah playing uh, upper teens on the ice. So... I uh, thought Hockenpaugh was good uh, in a uh, in a controlled environment. Uh, Brady Shea was excellent tonight. Uh, Brady Shea was super tonight. Um, they don't need tons from Brady Shea. They need no turnovers. They need a little bit of physicality. Use your skating. Kill penalties. And I thought Shea was excellent tonight. Uh, and here is my third worry: power play. Power play. on the night. I thought the first power play in the first period was actually very good. Everything but the goal. It's not like they just ripped shot after shot after shot on UC Soros, but I thought they moved the puck well and got themselves some opportunities, both units, in the first period. After that, in the four subsequent power plays, there were some moments. There were some moments of, hey, look, that's, that's a good chance, but ultimately... Not very good. Um, had trouble handling the puck. Trouble getting it into the zone. Everything that the, you do in sports is about confidence. And I think when you end the regular season 7 for 46 on the power play, there you can't help but lack confidence. And I think it's a team that lacks confidence in the power play right now. Uh, might it simply need a tweak to the combinations? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we'll see, um, maybe, uh, Vincent Trocek go to the second unit. Tevo and come up to the first unit. Who knows? There's no center. There's no natural center on the second power play unit. Natchez or Taravainen essentially is taking the face-offs uh, there. So maybe they'll be better with Trocek on the second power play unit if that's the way Rod Brendamore decides to go. Uh, but ultimately, uh, the power play let them down tonight. Uh, but the rest of the team picked them up. Penalty kill was outstanding. Uh, PK was 0 for 3. And frankly, I don't even think Nashville was even mildly threatening on the man advantage. There was one power play, and one of them was abbreviated, where Nashville basically just got the puck across the blue line like three times, but it was sent right back down the ice. And Carolina's PK, which has been incredible of late, and has been excellent against Nashville all season long. Uh, Now they've allowed three goals on 30 Nashville power plays going back to the regular season. That's 10% Nashville power play success rate. That's terrible, as you might already know. Uh, The only other worry, Alex Ndelkovic, I didn't think was very good. I thought he fought the puck. Uh, And uh, my my guess is that we'll see Peter Mrazek in game two. But maybe Rod will just say, you know what? Ned got away with it. Got it out of his system. Let's let's let the kid go again. Um, Again, I don't believe Rod Brindamore has a bad decision to make. Whoever gets that nod for Wednesday night's Game 2, I think will be fine. Uh, We'll take a short break. We'll come back with Alec Campbell on the other side. Uh, We'll talk about the game. We'll get into the captain. We'll compare stars. Um, again, I thought Ajo was outstanding tonight, even though he didn't register a point. Brett Pesci was dynamite on the back end, and Jordan Stahl was uh, all sorts of the captain. Uh, this is the Canes Corner podcast. You can follow us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, rate us, review us, let us know what you're doing when you listen to this. Uh, it's a very exciting evening. Hurricanes win a playoff game. First time they won a playoff game in Raleigh in more than two years. Because they didn't play any playoff games in Raleigh last year. That's just the cat. That's just kind of like the the trick in that whole thing. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with Alec Campbell on the Canes Corner podcast.
0: Just across for Traichik, gets a pad to it. And get Francis for it the rebound.
1: Welcome back to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Proud and honored to be joined now by Alec Campbell. Adam, how are (laughs) you? Oh my gosh.
2: That's my Bill Walton impression. Oh, well you just keep talking then. Yeah, he just doesn't, he doesn't even let you get through the intro. Why are you, uh, why
1: stop? Did David Thompson do anything? Did, uh... What a beautiful <laughs> night
2: here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Cold like the winters of Antarctica.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it was good to be back in the building, wasn't it?
2: Oh, man. It was awesome. I was real hyped up, actually, when I walked up in here. I wasn't real sure that I was going to be that way. And I left the crib, coming to the arena, and I was like, and I got here, and I saw the ice, which is the first time I've seen it since the beginning of the year because I came to the first three games. But that's right. the last time I've been here. And I could... I was just ready. I don't know. I was just ready for it. you know, and then you see all the towels on the chairs. yep. and man, then the crowd comes in. It was a great crowd. Did not feel like twelve thousand. felt like more than twelve thousand.
1: yeah, I think the uh, the lower bowl was probably I'm gonna guess seventy percent full. You know, they yep. had they obviously had some space for distancing issues, but yeah, uh, and there were no seats behind the benches or behind the penalty box. They have those covered. Uh, but I would say 75% full in the lower bowl and then whatever the percentage would get us to 12,000 the rest of the building. Um, somebody asked me on Twitter, uh, what impact do I think 12,000 fans will have? And my answer was, well, it sort of depends on the team on the ice. And I – look – I didn't think the first period was their best period. I think they got progressively better throughout the night. Yes, but uh, I didn't think the first period was bad. No, I thought it was an even period. I thought it Nashville—that was probably Nashville's best period, the first period—and it was their most physical period. Uh, but I thought after that, I thought the I thought Carolina was really good, and they helped the crowd. I think they helped the crowd maybe as much as the crowd might have helped them. To be perfectly yes. honest, I thought Carolina just met it. I mean, we spend—I think we spend way too much time talking about
2: the crowd. Well, I understand. Like, you do. like I mean, it's you know, because if the Canes sucked, then the crowd wouldn't be cheering, right? And so that's why I said I think. The, yeah, so it's it's. I it, think it was the Canes, yeah, helping the crowd a lot. Absolutely, there's no question about that. Um, it was a great atmosphere in here. There's no doubt about that. But as you and I have said in the past. I mean, if all it takes is a bunch of screaming fans to come in here and be loud, then they would win every single every, game. Every game. I'm not, not saying it's you know it has zero impact, but most of the time it's overstated.
1: Do we ever complain, you know what, the crowd, you guys just didn't bring it tonight. <laughs> right. That's why, that's well, why they those, lost.
2: No, nah, those things did used to come up. I remember taking <laughs> calls like that, like first year of doing Aftermath. <laughs> People would say that and be like, yeah, well, the team didn't really give them much to cheer for. Right. So it kind of goes both ways, Right. But the crowd was was good tonight. It was loud in here. I'm just I'm surprised that the tw- the twelve thousand. I mean, when you looked out over the over the you know balcony or edge or whatever whatever you call this up here in the uh, in the press box, it looked like a full a full house. It did I mean it appeared to be a full house? Towels. The towels helped. Yeah. So it was it was cool, man. All I think full twelve thousand were here. So, it was good and yeah, the Hurricanes I thought the first period. I didn't think either team was great, but it was a competitive period. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little tight, probably some of that some, you know, nerves, probably some of that the long layoff between games. And but they they rallied in the second. I, you know, I didn't think the Hurricanes were, you know, super in control of the game until like about the second half of the second period. I thought they just kind of kept getting better and kept getting better. And there were a bunch of guys, I thought, in the lineup who were good for different reasons mm-hmm. tonight. You know, I mean, Sebastian Ajo didn't find the score sheet, but he had seven shots, and I thought he was dangerous for oh, a lot of them. he
1: was excellent tonight.
2: Right? Um, you know, Warren Fogel I thought, was feisty tonight, mm-hmm. so I liked him. We saw didn't, playoff Warren, didn't, I think. Yeah, didn't find the score sheet, but he was feisty. We well,
1: um, had an assist. Did, did He had an assist on the f- – on the stall goal, right? Oh, yeah,
2: he did. Yeah, he did have an assist. Yeah, because he made
1: the initial uh, tried the the stuff chance. Yeah, he did have an assist, but I I just thought there were a bunch of guys tonight that were actually he pretty didn't. Good. I'm looking at it. He did not have an assist. I don't. Uh, it, the, that puck must have been uh, like shoveled to stall by a Nashville player, because I'm looking at the. Uh, well,
2: he shot it, and it got you know. Normally, he would get an assist for that.
1: He doesn't. No assist for Warren Fogle.
2: Pointless. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he he was pointless, he, but he, he was a good player. Got tonight. stuffed by Soros, and then the puck came back out for Stall and he scored. But, you know, just up and down the lineup. I mean, I thought there were a bunch of guys who were good. There were very few guys who I wasn't very pleased with,
1: I right. guess is what I would say. Yeah, I think there were uh, maybe in the first period, I think we talked about, it was the, in the first period, there were some guys, I'm like, all right, it's time for you to get going. Uh, but like I think I thought that about Nino Niederreiter. I didn't really like Nino in the first period, but Nino became a much better player the rest of the game. I mean, game.
2: he scored a goal tonight, but I thought the biggest thing for Nino was that he was just angry yeah. all night. I mean, he was yeah. he was hot on a couple of I occasions tonight. Got himself a penalty because of it.
1: Yeah, uh, an unnecessary penalty in yes. the offensive zone. It was at the end of a power play. It was, it which wasn't, we could talk it, about. The power it wasn't play a good.
2: Pa- it wasn't a good penalty, but. I don't know. I mean, Nino's a big guy and he can be physical, but I don't know that I've seen him just be that heated Good. in a game before. Which I liked. I mean, he was something. Something. There was a bee in his bonnet, <laughs> Adam. Something. Something got yeah. to him tonight. There so, was a. There was a thumbtack. Maybe he sat on a bee. There was. A, there was a thumbtack in his Cheerios.
1: You know when uh, or in when his toilet paper when Pooh... Reaches into the tree, and he pulls out this wad of honey on his hand, and he stuffs it in his mouth. And there are bees all over the honey. Yeah, that might have been what happened. Dude, to me. you were
2: on one with poo tonight. You, I love you, you. Referenced poo sticks earlier tonight. I did. <laughs> I love. <it. laughs> I have not heard a poo sticks reference in so long. It's man. a great game. It's such a. Such it's such a great game. I don't even remember the premise. I just remember poo sticks. Well, I just no, because it was.
1: There was a there was a, uh, a, there was a, there was stick, a stick on, the, on ice. the ice, just kind of floating. So they kept pushing it around. It was like poo sticks. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I love Winnie the Pooh. I'm a big. Uh, I could sing. I'm just a little black rain cr- rain cloud. If you want, um, yeah. But they were they were feisty all night. 56 hits in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they determined that. Neither I don't I have no idea how they determined that. I had a long conversation about things like hits, things like shots on goal, because if the shot is not actually about to go in, it's not a shot on goal. So a shot that would have been wide that the goalie, you know, reaches out in gloves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, technically that shouldn't be a shot on goal, but whatever. <laughs> you know, they just they they randomly decide whether or not it's shot on goal. Um, but Carolina played the physical game. Nashville came out. And they tried to be a little dirty and chippy, with which is fine. Yeah. I love that. It's playoffs. Yeah, and Carolina was like. All right, if that's the way you want it, yeah, I let's mean, go.
2: Even Natchez was getting into it with Eric Hollow yeah. all night long. I enjoyed that. So I, so did I. I mean, no one's backing down from anybody. I did think I thought it was chippy early in the fir- in in the first period. Um, so that's what you come to expect, though. You know, it was a true playoff atmosphere tonight,
1: even with just twelve thousand people even in with the just building. Just twelve thousand. I liked it. So, um, you want to talk about the captain?
2: Yeah, the captain. The captain was good, especially considering that I think that it was his man who scored the first goal, Philip Forsberg. Now, I'm not a X's and O's guru, but right. Jesper Fost was kind of down below the goal line, which typically the wingers are responsible for the people that are up high you know, on the blue line. Right. I'm not sure Philip Forsberg didn't come off the bench, but I can't remember exactly what happened because he sort of – well floated out of nowhere, it felt like, but of got caught behind the play.
1: The Forsberg line with Arvidson and trying to think who was the other forward uh, and Johansson. That was the line that Rod Bernamore wanted against Jordan Stahl. He wanted that mm-hmm. matchup. Um I actually think it might have been Svechnikov's man. Okay. Uh, but you, it could it could have been it could have been Stahl. Too, and I thought that we, I talked about that in the beginning of the podcast. Well, it would made it would have made sense if it was Fetches man, right? Because it a winger, but yeah, Svechnikov was probably the high forward there, right? And cause Stahl as a center is going to be a little lower, although Faust was down by the goal line, so uh, maybe Stahl should have been up higher. I thought Hamilton played that whole sequence behind the net just a little passively, yeah, like he didn't go like that. Should have been a situation where I forget who had the puck for Nashville behind the goal. Uh, but where as soon as that puck gets to him, you're on top of him, mm-hmm. and Dougie kind of backed away a little bit, yeah. and so allowed room for the pass to come out. Where if you play that in a physical way, uh, maybe none of that happens. Uh, but we talked about it in the booth watching the game. Like, how do you respond? Mm-hmm. So how did Carolina respond? Yep, fourth line.
2: yeah. 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 And what what I was what I was going to say though is if if it was Stahl's issue or man when Forsberg scored then I mean he came he he, he came back too <laughs> yes, like he, he responded did. as well no question so he was awesome tonight couple of goals for him he's also I think 50 almost 54% in the yeah. faceoff circle tonight laid a couple of hits uh so he was good fourth line I thought brought the energy
1: they had 15 hits combined as a group I those mean four, those. I thought guys. Martin Oak
2: was good I mean I liked them all. I mean, yeah. uh, For McGinn's first game back, he was good.
1: Hadn't played since April fourth.
2: Yeah, um, Lorenz, I mean, he looks like he fits. He like, does. I, I mean, doesn't he? Like there really doesn't seem to be any drop off if of at all. And in fact, he probably gives you a higher end than Paquette mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he better. Gives skater. you a little, little more skill. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's so, a better skater. Too. But
2: I, I mean, I still. I mean, I don't know when we're going to see Paquette, but. There's part of me that still wants to see Paquette. Oh, he'll McGann play. as and Martin. Okay.
1: As soon, I, th- I think when he's ready to go, I mean, even if they give Lorenz a night off, right, I think you'll see Cedric Paquette draw back in. And the truth is, is that you're going to have guys who have to come out of the lineup for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, this is the time where you need your depth. You know, it's funny. I was looking at Nashville's roster. I'm amazed at how many good players didn't dress for Nashville tonight. I mean, legitimately amazed at that. Um, who was it? Uh, Nick Cousins didn't play. Nick Cousins is a good player. When they played here, uh, Nick Cousins figured in, like, three goals in the two games. Um, so, Cousins didn't play tonight. Dante Fabro didn't play tonight. He's the guy that Pesci slew-footed yeah. uh, here. So, they had some good players that did not play. Um, you, you're going to need depth.
2: So. Fabro's, I think he... He might be four hurt. Four points against the Hurricanes all, oh, didn't he? over the... Course of the season, which was the most that there anyone on their team had. There were like three guys who had four points.
1: <laughs> uh, so I, just just real quick, I don't want to spend too much time uh, doing all this stuff uh, because we got into a late start here. Um, the what did the Hala Natus and those two seem to have to go back and forth mm-hmm. uh, at each other all night? Just your thoughts on on just that. Dynamic.
2: I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I'm just projecting things, but it really feels like there's some animosity behind Hall's play when he plays Carolina. Like he really enjoys coming in here and and being a pest. Being and he pesky. was good tonight. Yeah, I thought he was good tonight, and he's a good player, though. I mean, he's no, he is, a good he is a good player, and he scored a goal, albeit kind of a. I don't know, fluky one, I guess. A bit. I mean, goes off Hockenbaugh and, and sort of knuckles past. <laughs> it was one of those ones where it's like it—it it happens so slowly, right. like you don't know what to do, you know. Like yeah. Ned, like he just wasn't expecting it, right? Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know what to make of it in terms of it being with Natchez, other than like you know, Halla knows these dudes, mm-hmm. so maybe they were line mates. Maybe he knows. You know what Natus is. You know willing to do and not willing to do, and you know his personality, his character, that that type of thing.
1: Last year, I don't know if you were in the locker room at the same time I was, I'm not sure if it was after a game or after. I think it was after a practice. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, But Holla was sort of lecturing Natus about something, and I didn't. I wasn't close enough to hear the nature of the conversation, other than. It clearly seemed like Big Brother talking to Little Brother and sort of telling him this is the way it has to be. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Hala looks at Natchez one way or if Natchez looks at Hala one way, uh, but it was pretty obvious that those two guys were into each other mm-hmm. tonight. And I, I actually think that that's good for Natchez. Mm-hmm. To, to, to get that kind of a, this is the way the playoffs are. Yeah. So it was, I, I well, I thought, thought was I thought
2: Hala fun. initiated it at first because sure. I think early on there was a little scuffle between Hala and Natus, And then later on, there was a time when I noticed Natchez going after mm-hmm. Hala, like not in a malicious way, but just like, listen, I know that we have a thing going on right now and I'm in position to, you know, give you a little, you know, mm-hmm. little lick here and I'm going to do it. So there's definitely there's definitely clearly some contention there between the two that they both recognize and they're both acting on. Good. But, you know, I said this too, like, because, you know, the Caniacs, the fans booed Holla at one point after he had scored a goal. I think Wade was announcing the goal and the fans booed Holla. And I have to admit, that would make me really happy if I was Halla. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't know that there could be a more satisfying feeling than going into your old building, even though he was not even here for that long, right? I think. It's, oh, no, no, he's
1: a Canes legend. I mean, he was 56. here for, what, 41 games or something? 56 will go up in the rafters.
2: Uh, yeah, so, like, it feels <laughs> weird to even say, like, you know, Hall is back in his old building. I mean, yeah, whatever. He, he played here. It didn't go well for him or for us, really, in the end. Like I think the I think there was not much love lost for either party. Well, yeah. and then and then so there's some I guess lingering animosity over that, and so he scores. Wade announces his goal, and the fans boo him. And if I'm Hollis sitting on the bench, I'm like, that's got to be the one of the great feelings. Awesome. as as a professional
1: athlete. Oh, getting booed on the road, getting booed after
2: you've just scored oh. a goal on the road, but against your old team. Absolutely, that's got to be awesome feeling.
1: Is that- I thought last year that Holla had a really good start to the season. Yeah, he did. And then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. and He's dealing with a chronic knee injury. Right. Something that will probably never allow him to be the player that he could have been. Uh, he used to be really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's strong. Like Trocek operates in the middle of the ice really well. That's the way Halla operates mm. in the middle of the ice. Uh, last year, his net front presence was as good as anybody. I,
2: I, I thought Halla's. I think Hall net front is better than Troch's. I do too, as a general rule. I do too. I loved Hall at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year because he was just he kept getting those net front goals, but anyone's face offs. And, he, wins face-offs he, and does. he was, I think he's a righty, right? No, so he's he was, a lefty. Oh, he's okay. He's a lefty.
1: Yeah, uh, but he wanted to be here. Yeah. So I don't know that, and when it started going the other way, and he started really kind of realizing that this team probably was going to move on from him. That's when he sort of, it turned Yeah, and he became sort of disgruntled.
2: Yeah. There was also a time I think when he didn't get overtime time mm-hmm. in a game and he did not take kindly to that no. when he thought that he should have gotten some time and that did that didn't go over well with him. Let's just let's just say that. Yeah, there were some shouting matches. So yeah. anyway, I think there were some there were some things overheard. Yeah, from Halla in the locker room. Oh,
1: absolutely. Oh, you could hear him sometimes yeah. from outside the locker yeah. room. Um, so I think that has something to do with his feeling about the Hurricanes. So you could say like he really wanted to be here, mm-hmm. and this team. You know, they're not they're just not that into you. You know, and I mean, he had
2: he had the knee injury and then he came back and I there they, he didn't know what the knee was going to do. Sure. I mean, he had a bad knee injury.
1: It's gruesome, yeah.
2: And so he's Another
1: hurricane legend by the way uh, caused that injury, Patrick Marlowe.
2: <laughs> that's right. So he's he's coming back and it goes well at the beginning like you said. And then the setback happened, mm-hmm. which we all probably should have assumed there was going to be some of that. Sure. Because you can't just come back from that and go the way you're supposed to go at this level and not expect something to something to flare up a little bit. Yeah. So, the you know, that that happened. And it, it just after that, it just kind of. Went downhill from there.
1: All right, let's, uh, before we whip out stars, uh, any concerns that you have uh, from the game tonight?
2: The power play stands it's out to good. me. Uh, and I think they're going to have to make some kind of a change one way or another. Um, Tripp suggested that maybe you switch Svetch and Tara You know, you and I had talked about maybe getting a face-off presence on the second on the second unit, yeah, but I mean that tri- might not
1: be what's holding them back. No, tri- so.
2: nah, Trip Point points out to me and I think fairly but most of the time you don't need a face off on the second unit. You know, most of the time you're switching on the fly and Sure, okay. You know, you don't typically do that. So I'm cool with that also, you know, if it's a tro check for for a and type thing, you know, you screw up the the righty lefty situation on the top unit. So Right, there's, there's not another no, there's, only Dougie there, would be the right. There's that. So maybe that's not the right switch, but I do think you gotta get Teravanen to the top unit. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't think there's any question that Teravinen I mean he's he's one of their best players. I mean I mean
1: you could flip stall and couldn't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, you could do that. I mean, you that wouldn't that. be the worst thing that's ever happened on this earth. No.
2: But I guess I don't know. I guess I guess Tripp was saying that maybe Svetch needs to go down and go back to the minor go leagues back to the minor leagues, on the send them to but the maybe, <laughs> maybe you move them back up with Ajo and Tara Vinen in the lineup.
1: Yeah. Well that was, they were, they were much better in the second and third yeah. period uh, when that switch was made. Yeah. Power play was a concern of mine. Um, I'm not sure Jacob Slavin was skating to the, his the best of his ability, which maybe is understandable since he was, a game time decision. Yeah. Tonight? I mean, I didn't think he was much of a liability necessarily. No. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't
2: really notice that much out of sorts with him. Um, maybe other people did Trip set trip thought he was fine. So, okay. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. We don't, I mean, we'll see what happens, you know, with the today and the rehab, you know, I don't, who knows what happened to him after the game, you know?
1: I mean, we don't We don't know if Carolina's going to practice. My guess is there'll be a light practice today. I would, I would today. assume. Uh, and today, meaning Wednesday. Today, no, Tuesday. Tuesday. What's, what is today? It's Tuesday. I don't even know what today is. It's Tuesday. It is, uh, I don't even know what time it is, but All it's right. after midnight. It is after midnight. All right, so give me your, uh, whip out your three stars for me. All right, I went,
2: I'm not sure I went. Too far away, if at all, from the actual official stars. But I don't remember what those are. But I went with Brett Pesci. Yeah. Uh, someone had tweeted out some of his numbers tonight, and he was insane. Yeah, he was great. Um, plus, he had, I mean, he had the two assists, obviously. But I, think I didn't had, even
1: know he had two assists until I looked at the score sheet.
2: Yeah. Um, well, he had the, the, the feed to Stahl, where Stahl, on the four-on-four, four, where Stahl splits right. the defenders and scores. That was Brett Pesci. Yeah. So I went with him. His, his just his stick got in the way all night. Mm-hmm. I went with Tevo and I went with Stall. Okay, uh,
1: I think those was, were the official
2: three stars. Oh, were there? Um, I think I, I think Pesci was actually the second star.
1: I gave Aho my third star. Um, I loved Aho. Yeah, Pesci, my uh, second and install was like the, I say. I Stahl I love. The lo-
2: there were. I mean, Aho could have gotten one for me for sure. Nino could have gotten one for me. I think tonight. Um, you know, I liked. I, I thought liked, Brady Shea
1: was great. I tonight. thought Shea was good. Yep. I thought
2: Hockenpah was good. He was. To be fair, I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, if he can, if he can't recover, but if he gets a stick in there and makes up for it, nah, I don't care.
1: He was good, and he, that's really what he has to do. He used his reach tonight.
2: I think. Oh. I think it's remarkable where he is right now. Mm-hmm. Like in baseball parlance, we would call him probably a four A player. <laughs> right. Like, you are you are sort of this borderline big leaguer with yeah. call-ups and sent back downs and things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. dude was playing
1: for a horrible Anaheim team. 17 minutes a night for Anaheim. Yeah. By the way, Hayden Fleury ended the season playing like 24 minutes yeah. a night. Yeah, well... He was playing for Anaheim. I, yeah, but that's that's a lot of minutes. That's yeah. all good for Hayden. But
2: but just for him to so so Paw is basically that. I mean, the guy's like thirty years old. Yeah, I mean, he's been essentially a you know European mm-hmm. slash minor leaguer for his entire career, sixth seventh defenseman in the NHL, and goes from a team with no chance to, I mean. A top, I mean, a, a, a role in the eight, in the in the eighteen. I mean, I hate to say a starting role because it's just like right. weird to say that in hockey. But I mean, you're yanking, you scratched. They traded for you, so you're oh, coming no, over playing. here to play.
1: If the whole they, point was to to balance out the the, the 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 pairs. Barring an injury, the the sixth defenseman is either Bean or Gardner. Yeah, so is in the lineup, so
2: you're in the lineup on a yeah. cup contender. <laughs> I mean that's amazing. It's falling
1: up. Yeah. Is what uh is what that is. Yeah, yeah Anaheim is one of the three worst teams in the league. You can't knock him for that. He went from one of the three worst to one of the three best. Right. Uh all right, so our, our stars were uh were fairly similar. Uh I say we do the same thing we did uh Monday. I say they do that on Wednesday. Man, that's my plan.
2: I feel good about the win. I'd be honest with you. Like man, Nashville, I mean I'm not trying to get too 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 ahead of myself here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I just don't think they. I don't think they have it. I, they
1: threw I, a lot at Carolina tonight. tonight yeah, yeah,
2: and it just didn't work out for them. I mean, their best shot. The only. The only game their is. Can we get under your skin? Mm-hmm. And Carolina, kind of just, dealt with that. The
1: answer tonight was no.
2: Yeah, right. I mean that was the answer. And if they can't do that, it's kind of over.
1: Yeah, it's just to put a wrap on this. The. Remember the whole Bill Peters idea was uh, we're going to outwork the opponent. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good if the opponent doesn't work as hard as you. But what's your game plan right. if the opponent brings that? Right. And to me, that's kind of what Nashville like, thought. Yeah, because that, that's kind
2: of an expectation in the NHL. Right. right like the other guys get paid to, they're
1: going to work hard. And it's the playoffs, right? I'm going to go out on a limb and say everybody's going to try their hardest. Yes, nobody's mailing it in in a playoff game. Um, And I heard this kind of on the low about Saturday, the the second to last game of the season in Nashville. When Nashville came out, that was their clinch game. Carolina was still playing, possibly for a number one uh, overall seed. So there wasn't nothing on the line for Carolina. Uh, and this is the, uh, I will not attribute the quote that I was told. That's all they've got. We got way more to give than that. That's what I was told was said after the game. That's it. That's what they've got. We got way more to give. Um, because we all knew Nashville was playing that game. And then of course they played for Pecorine in the last game, but, uh, and Carolina was just trying to avoid injury. Nobody cares
2: about that. That that game.
1: That's Alec Campbell.
2: Bring um, your passport.
1: My pa- oh yes, yeah, so I got across the border. And
2: your uh, your papers.
1: I have my papers. I have mm. my uh, my vaccination, vaccination papers. papers. So I just want somebody to ask me for my papers,
2: yeah, right? Because I
1: have mine on me. I have
2: them all the time. Give it to him. Yeah. I hope I end up randomly in a Krispy Kreme <laughs> soon, <laughs> so I can get a free donut. Think about. I thought about. It's a kind of a relic. Like it's kind of a thing that sure. I don't want to lose. <laughs> I actually like, thought I didn't know where it was and then I f- I realized it was in my bag. Mine's in my bag too. And like like I want to keep it. Like I might frame it. Ooh. Like I feel like this is something that in- like get it embossed. I feel like this is something that like you know, when I'm dead and gone, like my <laughs> my great grandkids are going to like look at and be like, "Look at this. This was the 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 the, the vaccination card yeah. from when they had that."
1: Oh yes. You can put it in a a scrapbook and pass it down from generation to generation. I can
2: see it sitting in like a glass case in someone's house.
1: This is Grandpa Donald's. Yeah. 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 Trip, yeah. your son will be telling his kids. That's right. This is your grandfather's yeah. vaccination card. He survived the pandemic <laughs> of 2020.
2: So did Trip. He's, a, he's, a, That's he's right. a pandemic baby. He is. He is. Alright, get out of here. Alright, see ya. Alright, man. All
1: right, It's the Canes Corner Podcast brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can get it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, you name it, they've got it. Sammy Hanna and his crew do an amazing job. Five two hurricanes game one in their column we'll talk to you wednesday after game two i am adam gold this is the canes corner podcast thanks for hanging out bye